Uh, this is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. I was a pitcher, a relief pitcher, a closer with the New York Mets. I have a new book out called Inside Pitch, Mets Musing. Thank you very much. This, this is, is Len and Jeff from Baseball and, and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news. Past week game reviews. Upcoming series previews. Interviews. Analysis. Opinion. And, and what's, what's going, going down, down on, on the farm. farm. It's, it's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Episode number 336. Hope you all had a great week out there. Well, the Mets dropped three out of four to the Atlanta Braves, but they came back to take two out of three against the Cincinnati Reds, and they actually won a game for Jacob DeGrom. Yes, I know, hard to believe, and you heard it here, though. They've actually won a game for Jacob DeGrom. And they scored a lot of runs. Eight to nothing. Can you believe that? It's it's crazy. Crazy. So what does that uh, do? That's a three and four week since our last get together. And you know what? <laughs> Not that it matters anymore at this point in the season, but... I'll take it. I'll take it. They showed a little bit sign of life. Probably could have beat the Braves in in a couple of the games, but they gave it up, coughed it up late. But they, you know, they played pretty well. Not the best, but you know, it is the Mets we're talking about here. So I don't know. It's just been a long season, so you have to excuse me. I'm I'm grasping at straws. And uh, it's just uh, trying to keep it going, folks. Just trying to keep it going. But now they had an off day yesterday on Thursday uh, as we do this on a special night. And at a special time, a little earlier than usual and and on a Friday night due to circumstances. But uh, they're hitting the road for a bunch of games. Three, I don't know, six, 11, 10 games, something like that. So uh, three, six, 10 games it looks like. Could be 11 in there, I don't know. But 11 days, 11, 12 days, they're on the road. Uh, not The travel doesn't look too bad. I mean, they're staying on the East Coast, so it's not going to be awful. But um, that's the current situation with the Mets, you know. Now, a couple of bright spots. If you will, if you'll indulge me and allow me to have some bright spots. Uh, Austin Jackson, they signed into a major league deal a couple of weeks ago. It's been pretty good so far with the bat. He's gone 14 for 32 with a couple of doubles, two home runs, eight RBIs in 11 games with the Mets. Uh, You know, it's a tiny sample, but... It's uh, encouraging to see that he uh, 
he got some extra base hits after he had only eight doubles and zero homers in 149 at-bats with the Giants earlier this season. So, uh, you know, uh, he's played an okay center field. The numbers say he hasn't. Uh, I've seen uh, worse. I've seen better. But, uh, you know, look, look, they picked him up. I still think he can play defense a little bit. Still got some speed. Uh, he signed a two-year, $6 million deal last offseason with the Giants. It was traded to the Texas Rangers in July. The Rangers took the money owed to Jackson to get a prospect in the deal and released the veteran a week later when when uh, the Mets picked him up. But uh, not a bad pickup for the Mets. Let's you got to be honest. You know what? Is he going to help them next year? Who the heck knows? But in this awful year... A little bit of a bright spot so far. Uh, not a bright spot this year has been a play of Jose Reyes. And he spoke with Howie Kosoy of the New York Post this week and spoke about the idea, idea of returning in 2019. Jose, come on. He says, I want to come back. My body feels good. I feel healthy. We'll see if there's an opportunity. That being said, he's not looking at four into the future and knows that his days could be numbered with the club considering the way he played this year. He is 35 years old. He's having the worst year of his career. He's hitting 186. He's got three home runs, 10 RBI to give him a way below average 50 WRC+. Uh, defensively, he's been awful as well. He, he played lousy at third. Lousy at short and played a little bit at second base. So I, I don't know. I think they got to sit him down and talk to him. Jose, I think you're done, my friend. I I, I just I hate to say it, you know, because he, he meant a lot to this team and he was uh, so much wanted to come back. But I don't know, man. I think he's done. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see where it's all going to go, but boy, uh you know, Jose, you really got to evaluate, my friend. You, you just It's been a rough year. You haven't hit. You know, if if he could still play the field and move to a different position or if he could still hit and was struggling defensively, you could make a case. All right? And vice versa, if he could still field and hitting dropped off quite a bit, you could probably make a case for bringing him back. But, boy, it's both been lousy this year. And it's very difficult to make that case to bring him back in that kind of situation. So, uh, But we know how the Mets are and how they choose uh, to bring back players and how cheap they are and don't want to spend the money. So who knows? They may bring them back. I, I don't have a problem if he says, look, it's the la my last year is going to be next year. You bring him back. If he's doing crappy, then you got to sit back. You got to sit down with him, though, and say, look, you're not going to get a lot of playing time. And, and. <laughs> 
you know, if you're doing lousy by uh, May the 1st, we're going to cut you. So, or you're going to retire. You have to retire by May 1st if you're not doing very well. And then that's the only, only, only. And, and you got him for free. If he paid us to come back and play, then I consider bringing him back. But other than that, no, not at all. Um, looks like Mets manager Mickey Calloway is going to be back. All the signs are pointing to him coming back next year. And I can't say I'm surprised at that. The Wilpons do not like the fire managers and pay them to sit at home and do nothing. So it does look like he could be back. That's the report. No mention of his coaching staff, though. So. Again, I have no problem with uh, Callaway coming back. Not a big fan, but I can get, I get it. I could see him coming back, um, but they got to get him a bench coach from the National League. That's it. That's it. You want to bring him back. He's got to get a bench coach from the National League. DeSaucine has got to go. Uh, you got to look for another hitting coach, maybe. Not happy. I'm not real happy with Dave Island, but you see some positive signs with the starters. Bullpen, not so much, but okay, bullpens are finicky. Uh, everybody else is okay. Uh, but DeSaucine, uh, uh, no, the, the man's got to go. Got to go. Terrible bench coach so far as far as I see. Uh, and, and, and how do you rate a bench coach? You don't know what he does. His job is to advise and assist the head coach or the manager. And I don't see that. I mean, just think of the errors in Callaway. Wouldn't you have said at some point, hey, 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 I don't think that's a good we move. Now, maybe he didn't. Callaway overruled him. But you just don't see it. And then the uh, the batting out of water, that, that fall falls on the, on the bench coach. So I, I want somebody that's got National League experience that knows the way the National League game is played. I want somebody like that as the bench coach. I really do. And we'll see where it happens there. Mets manager Mickey Callaway again uh, bringing up. He said earlier this week that he intends for... Uh, Jason Vargas to be in the team's rotation next season, despite his poor results so far. So far in 2018. So far. The whole year has been a disaster. Vargas has signed a two-year $16 million deal this past winter, which uh, he should be in jail for stealing money from the Mets. Is 2-8 with a whopping 8.75 ERA and a 1.83 whip, which is more than double his career average. He is yet to pitch beyond the fifth inning in any game this season. And that was only, what, once, twice? The rest of the times, he's knocked out by the second, the third, the first. Nevertheless, Callaway said he still views the left hand of Vargas as the ideal fifth starter next season behind Jacob DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Steven Matz, and Zach Wheeler. Well, what about Corey Oswalt? What about Chris Flexen? What about other people? <laughs> I 
can't. I just got a brain freeze. You ever have that? Just get a brain freeze all of a sudden. I uh, don't know where else I want to go with that, but uh, I think there's lots of opportunities. That uh, And Jason Vargas, now, if he struggles, he should be the cut next year if they're going to keep him or sent to the bullpen. Easy. Peasy. All right, let's take a break. And come back with some more Mets news, and we'll even go down on the farm for some minor league news right after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shoftaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the internet today about their teams. But it always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show. And drop us a line. Leave us a comment or a voicemail question. Anything at all. Call that number 516-619-6341. Or go to MetsMusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen. And that's a speak pipe. And you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone. Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And uh, we're back, and and uh, this coming across, uh, it doesn't really matter to the Mets anymore. But uh, if they were in this pennant race, it certainly would be a uh, interesting situation. Justin Bohr, the first baseman for the Miami Marlins, was just acquired by the Philadelphia Phillies from the Marlins. I don't have a lot of details, but... Uh, Bohr will be leaving Philadelphia, which means, I mean, we will be leaving Miami. Which means that we won't be seeing him this series. But we will see him in a couple of days. Uh, once they go to Philadelphia, the uh, the Mets. So, um, Justin Bohr, of course it doesn't, he's a Met kill, he kills the Mets. And, uh, so, glad to see him go, but, you know, he's not going that far, so we'll see where he ends up next year. Uh, the Mets have had some internal conversations about trying Ahmad Rosario in center field, reports Kevin Kernan in the New York Post. According to Kernan, the Mets have kicked the idea around, putting into action 
is not on the table at the moment. That's a good thing. Because it sounds like a stupid idea, doesn't it? He's never played there. I don't know if he's ever played in the minors uh, at center field or, or any outfield. The guy's got a lot of talent, but he struggled, man. His defensive shortstop, his natural position has not been that good. He struggled at the plate. Do you want to put more pressure on this young man by moving into him into a different position? I don't know. I mean, infielders convert to the outfield all the time. D. Gordon did it, but he's a veteran. Um, you know, how, how many guys have done it? And Craig Biggio, he's an Hall of Fame. But, I, you know, I don't know. And I understand that if they think Andres Jimenez is ready, they can move him into shortstop or Galorme could, you know, there's a lot of ways they can go. But I think you got to get Rosario. And again, it's like I said with, with Reyes. If Reyes was hitting and his fielding was bad, you could make, you know, you could give a reason. But uh, if Rosario was hitting and struggling defensively, then you could maybe you could say, okay, let's try changing him in center field. We need him out there. He's got a great arm. He's got speed. This is what we need. And to be honest, he'd probably be good out there if he could if he learns the position. But he's not hitting either. And he's such a free swinger. Are they ever going to be able to cut that down? I don't know. I don't know what his determination is. I don't I just don't know. So, I <laughs> I'm a, I think it's a stupid idea right now. If you could get him established like next year, if he can hit 280, 290 next year, then you may want to try it the following spring training because Jimenez may be ready by then. He's only 19. I don't know. And if you're starting to lose faith in Rosario, maybe it's time to move him and have him become an all-star and a Hall of Famer with another team. Isn't that the way it always works with the Mets? Uh, anyway, you know what? We got a voicemail from my good buddy, Barry. And uh, Barry, get well soon. Barry had a little, uh, uh, having a little knee problems there. And, uh, boy, we all know about knees, right, Bear? So uh, heal up, my friend. Uh, he's doing real good with it, but it's still sore. It still hurts, you know? Those knees are, are a, a problem at times. They really are. So uh, get well soon. But he sent me a little voicemail and uh, to clarify what we were talking about when he was on a, uh, on a, the show a couple of weeks ago. As my co-host, he, we, we never did get to the pitching in our evaluation. So uh, here's Barry's take on it. Hey, Gary, it's Barry with a very quick call and mainly to finish our evaluations of the Mets from a few episodes ago. We didn't get to the pitching, so here goes. The bullpen is terrible. 
but the emergence of Zach Wheeler as a middle of the rotation or better starter has been one of the best things to come out of this wretched season. If anything, this gives the Mets, regardless of who the GM is in 2019, and whether or not, as has been rumored, he is stuck keeping Callaway on as manager, the luxury of dealing off one of their top four starters as a viable option. As long as Syndergaard and Mats make most or all of their starts the rest of the season. This, in my opinion, is the only way they will get the athletic position players they so desperately need to contend with the Braves, Phillies, and Nationals. Of course, if the Mets really want to become more athletic, there is always number 48. You know, the guy who cut his hair but didn't lose his strength and, in fact, has been the best pitcher on the planet this year. But in spite of Wednesday's victory, wins about as often as I win lotto. Anyway, Gary, as tough as it must be, we have to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And, yeah, it's been very tough, uh, Barry, as you well know, and stated so eloquently, and we have to try. Uh, and I, I can't disagree with anything you said. The bullpen stinks. The <laughs> But the Zach Wheeler has really blossomed this year, and that's something to be uh, to be uh, you know aware of as we go into the off season. So, thanks, Bear, for the phone call. And uh, as I said, keep keep that leg elevated and get better real soon. All right, for the second consecutive year, major leaguers will put their personality and passions on the field when Players Weekend takes center stage. During all games from Friday, August twenty first through Sunday, August twenty twenty Friday, August twenty fourth through August twenty sixth. Here are some of the nicknames the Mets will wear on their backs while sporting colorful non traditional uniforms featuring alternate designs inspired by youth league uniforms. Obviously I read that. Uh, but uh, players weekend again coming up in a couple of weeks and Tyler Bashlor will have Bash on the back of his jersey. Jose Batista, Joey Bats, uh, no surprise there. Michael Conforto is Scooter again. Todd Frazier is the Todd Father. Austin Jackson is Ajax. Uh, Steve Matz is Matsy, real original there. Jeff McNeil is JT, another original one. Devin Mazzarocco is Rocco. Uh, hmm. Corey Oswald is Oz, as in The Wizard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, you'll see him. Paul Seawall's got Paulie. What is this, The Sopranos now? I don't know. Armand Rosario's got El Nino. Uh, it's more like El Brizo, not El Nino. Um... Bobby Wall has got Peanut. I don't know why. And uh, David Wright has D-Dub. Why David Wright even got a jersey for this, I don't know. But maybe they expect him to come back by then. Will we see David Wright in September? Let's make that a question. Everybody vote. Send me an email. Uh, send me a voicemail. What do you think? Will we see David Wright in September? And I don't mean on TV, you know, sitting in the dugout. I mean up at home plate. Is he going to play? Is there going to be one more at bat in David Wright's life? 
I think he's got one more. You got to have one more at least. Come on. That's uh, not going to break your neck forever and uh, then walk off into the sunset. All right, let's take another quick break and be back right after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. Okay, and we're back, and it's time to go down on the farm. Okay, Baseball America released an updated version of their top farm system rankings, and the Mets moved up from number 27 all the way up to 19. The site gives the Mets three of the top 100 prospects. Andres Jimenez, 53rd, Peter Alonso at 72nd, and Jared Kellenick at 75. In the best of the rest section, they list as Kellenick, Ronnie Mauricio, Justin Dunn, David Peterson, and Anthony Kay as players of interest. However, they note that the first two are likely pretty far away from actually contributing to the club. One reason a farm system has seen such a jump is due to big years from Peter Alonso, Justin Dunn, Jeff McNeil, Andres Jimenez, Mark Vientos, and more players. Other reasons include the emergence of Shervin Newton and the addition of Franklin Colome and William Toffey via recent trades. As judged by the former system ranking of 27th in all of baseball, the Mets' form system was largely frowned upon early in the season, but has since been put in higher regard around the league. MLB Pipeline gave the Mets four of the top 100 prospects in the game as they place him in his 59, Alonzo 63, Kalanick 67, Dunn 97 as part of their own list. The Mets farm system is in prime position to get another boost in next year's MLB draft as they are almost guaranteed to get a top 10 pick in the MLB draft in 2019. So there you go. There is some hope. And uh, by the way, uh, Peter Alonso is after a slow start, albeit he's had a great week with Vegas. He's gone six for 13 with two homers. Getting hot. He's getting hot, folks. Uh, And really tearing it up now. Now hitting 251, 13 homers, 49 over, 49 RBI over 44 games with the 51. So, uh, considering on July the 7th he was hitting 171, he's really made, uh, really uh, has made quite a bit of adjustment to make it where to get uh, where he has been. Um, we talked about him and as earlier, he's recently been promoted to Binghamton, where he is the second youngest player in the league at 19 years old. He's got a six-game hitting streak, and he's doing good. 
Uh, after a rough start on uh, July 28, Justin Dunn bounced back and had a good game, allowing only one run on a solo home run while scattering three other hits over six innings. He struck out nine, walked two, and uh, is doing uh, – he's, he's getting it together at Binghamton as well. So uh, – Kellenick struggled a little bit when he went to Kingsport. He's starting to put it together now. Hit a little bit better. Uh, Mauricio, who the Mets drafted uh, last year as an international free agent, he started his career on a 20-game hitting streak before it was snapped on July 13th. He struggled in his last five at-bats, totaling just one hit over 19 at-bats. But he's hitting 293 off of the season. So, uh, look, there's some young guys down on the farm. They're away away. But at least there is some optimism uh, when it comes to the Mets and their future. And six Brooklyn Cyclones have been named to the New York Penn All-Star Game this season. Ross Adolph, Carlos Cortez, Yehudi Colon, Wagner Lagrange, Jason Valera and Billy Oxick will represent the Mets' single A affiliate at the All-Star Game, which is taking place in Houston University Park, PA. Adolph and LaGrange will start in the outfield, and Cortez will start at second base. LaGrange has hit 286 with 17 RBI and 21 runs scored at six stolen bases this season while Adolph has a, a .790 OPS and is second in the New York Penn League with seven triples. A lot of big uh, ballparks in uh, lots of room for triples in the Penn League, so not a surprise there, but uh, seven is pretty good. Valera, starting pitcher, has dominated the NYPL this season with a 1.43 ERA and 63 strikeouts. Cologne has three saves to go along with a 1.25 ERA. And Oxford, who was selected in the 27th round last year, has a 1.80 ERA. Cortez, a third round pick this year, is hitting 276 with two homers and a 13 RBI in 27 games. So, congratulations to. Uh, that's just great stuff, having uh, that many guys make the uh, All-Star game. You know, I, that's great. They, they did it a couple of years ago um, and uh, had quite a bit of guys there. And it's good to see. Last couple of years, you know, it's been a little quiet with the Cyclones there. Um, they're above 500 this year, playing better ball. It's going to be tough to make the playoffs because a lot of guys are playing good ball this year, uh, you know, uh, including the Staten Island Yankees, who started off slow. But that Hudson Valley team is really a, a good team. I got to tell you, they and they've got, like, the youngest manager in the league, so... They've been playing some really good ball, and uh, 
But we'll see. You know, they could get hot the Mets, uh, the, Cy- the Cyclones, and uh, make their way into the playoffs. But six, uh, six All Stars. Mets had a lot of All Stars this year. This happens to be the Penn League is a little later, so uh, a lot of the leagues have had their All Star games. But uh, so, congratulations to uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones and their six All Stars. We're going to close tonight on a on a kind of a sad note. Um, this week, the, the uh, Cyclones family, as well as the New York Mets family of fans, lost a, a very big fan. Uh, Steven Silverstein passed away after a long bout with pancreatic cancer. Um, very sad. My, my buddy, Daniel Weiss, um, was very close to him, uh, held a fundraiser for him earlier in the year, and... Uh, it's just um, very sad to see someone um, to pass away at such a, a young man. Uh, he's a father, a husband, a grandfather, uh, but uh, avid Met fan. Huge, loved the Mets and loved the Brooklyn Cyclones, and and uh, so nice to see all the outpouring of sympathy and I just wanted to add our own little outpouring of sympathy here at Mets Musing. So um Stephen, rest in peace and, and uh we'll all remember you and, and I'll see you all next week. <laughs>